Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. It's your host, Chris Dewar, and with me is my co-host taylor sokol how we've been doing taylor we've been doing well chris you know we're uh 
I'm, I'm feeling feeling fresh uh, as a daisy. Um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that spring, uh, yeah, spring that air. Spring is coming around, although it's been quite chilly in Pennsylvania uh, area that I'm at. Did you not just uh, have, I saw there was a like snow. Yes, I posted that. Uh, literally, um, it's been a weird winter and there was like literally snow and it was coming down pretty hard. And then like, you know, a few hours later, it's gone. And uh, remember I did tell you I was trying to garden, try to get that green thumb. Yes, and, um, Samwise. Uh, yeah, Samwise Camji over here. <laughs> and uh, fun fact, um, after four weeks, nothing grew. And um, so, yeah, so I... I dug it, dug it all up, and tried again. So we're gonna, you know, uh, we're. Going I think with some weather, better weather, it'll it'll hopefully. That's what I'm, that's what I hope. That's what I'm hoping. So, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Still keeping busy, and um, you know the family's doing good. How are you doing? I know you always ask me first, but how, how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a big project I've been having to work on is. Uh, a few months ago, I lost both my grandparents on my dad's side. Yes. Um, great, 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 lovely people. And I miss them dearly. But and you're, a whole, lucky, you know, you're very lucky you had them for quite I had a them while. for so long. Yeah, yeah. they were 92, 93. Um, they passed away within six weeks of each other. But I've been going and working on the inventory of all the stuff in their house. There's a lot of stuff in there that they, they, they were notorious for keeping a lot of stuff. And I mean, they accumulated a lot of stuff from over the time of not only their working years, but they went on, they traveled all over the world and all this stuff. So it's kind of going through and uh, taking photos and properly kind of organizing uh, a spreadsheet so that family can kind of understand what's in there, what's valuable to keep that's, you know, uh, special to them. And then what stuff that we can give away, like old clothes and stuff like that. It's got to so be exciting, a, though, to kind of go through that little time capsule of their life. Well, I it's been really, it's been really neat because there has been all this really cool stuff, especially stuff of the time when they, they met in world war II. Wow. Um, and they, they were both stationed in Germany and they met in Germany and it's really cool to see all this kind of old stuff that they've kept that not only like the army clothes and some of like the military, uh, uh, like their, their clothing, some of the jewelry, some of like the watches, some of, some of and the then, clothing of the time, you know, and like all that. this stuff that they've kind of kept. And they, they, I, like I told you, they traveled all over the, around the world. And there's all these cool little historical things I'm finding that are neat to see. I mean, I knew a lot of stuff that they had, but I wasn't quite aware of the scale of, of, of all this. Um, all their travel and, and the all their all their treasures, have. if you will. It's it's like a little treasure. You're like little uh, Ariel going in there. Look at this stuff. <laughs> Isn't, Isn't it neat? My grandparents traveled just like me. Um, um, and you know, it's been that's been cool. So that's been keeping me busy, which has been nice to have uh, a project to do. Otherwise, uh, once again, I'm just uh, deeply into video game land. I've been playing, replaying, I should say, the Uncharted games. Yeah, you so, told me about that. Uh, I, I did one, two, and three, and now I'm back onto Uncharted 4, Thief's End, which is the brilliant uh, final game, quote-unquote, for Nathan Drake. And that's been really fun to play. And um, beyond that, uh, yeah. I will say I just finished uh, Dead to Me Season 2. And I, you told me about this. I need to get really, on that. Really good show. That's a fun show on Netflix. Have you not seen that? It's a no. fun little show. They're only a half-hour episodes. It's kind of a dark comedy, 
uh, thriller-ish. There's, there's some twists and turns throughout. It's kind of fun. Keeps you on your toes. You know what a good show I, I completed? You would like. It's very short. Um, and its first season is a Living With Yourself. Did you see that with Paul Rudd? No, but I wanted to. Oh, it's great because it's he gets he, he um, gets cloned, ex- right? It's a cloned, and then he he has mm-hmm. this, he's got to deal with this better uh, version of himself that's taken over his life, and it was really it was funny. It had a little bit of darker moments, so I think in the style of Dead to Me, it's it's got a little bit of everything. So I recommend and that's that. on Netflix as well. That's on Netflix as well. That they're only like Netflix um, is just twenty million episodes. It. All these they're, great they're, shows, they're killing it. And in this time that we have, we got plenty of stuff to binge on. So. Yeah. But let's kind of jump off of what you were talking about traveling. And I think it's uh-huh. funny that you mentioned that with your grandparents and you kind of adapted that as well. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit. This is kind of a very personal episode for us. I mean, they're all personal because we all talk about stuff that we, you know, embrace of being the inner nerd, our potential. Um, <laughs> but we met, this is all about kind of how we met and the cruise life that we uh, started out on and that's how we became friends i know we've mentioned that in the past kind of briefly but that was the really the start of how we became friends and how we met and we both started ships for different reasons and you know just such a such an amazing time that we get to you know of all places we meet um on a cruise ship you know it's exactly like, and that's the exciting thing about cruise ships is that you can work with people from all walks of life and then even people around the country that you would ne- never normally meet mm-hmm. and this would have happened so I mean, of course right now we're in 2020 yes uh, but seven years ago this time um four score and seven years ago <laughs> it, it feels like it funny <laughs> i was uh getting on to the celebrity century i remember i got on uh, my sign-in date was uh, April 27th, I believe, of 2013. And at that point, you'd already been on the ship for, what, about three, four months? No, contract? I was, about yeah, about four months. So four I, months, had, yeah. I had started in 2012, December. And this is me hot off the press of college. And I had went to school for hospitality. And it kind of led me into that. I went to Slippery Rock University, a little shout out. And uh, I was about four months into my contract. So you came in about the tail end of my contract. And you and the cast of Celebrity Century came on, was beginning of April? It was around the beginning of April. Yeah, it was like, uh, we, we came on uh, end of April. I remember we started rehearsals yes. early April. Uh, then we got on like the end of April. And our contract would have been through uh, mid-November. So we were kind of yeah, coming in a crosshairs time where we were going to have a little small chunk of time uh, of crossover. Yeah. And it's still funny. We, we, we talk about this a lot. Oh, yes. For the, for the friendship that we formed and bonded in the time we had, I, I swear that he was on the ship longer than he was. But truthfully, you left in what, June? End of June. And that's why we've talked about, I think we have the same conversation like three times. I was like, Chris, I told you this already. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I was forget only, things. I know you're forgetful, silly so-and-so. I was only on for really about two months, like a solid two months that I had on with you that we actually got to spend time together. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about it, it felt like it was longer, but that goes to show that when you are on cruise ships, and then we'll talk about this later as well, but I think on cruise ships, time is very different. Time is very different. It is. And we'll get into that. Yes, absolutely. Before we do, let's uh, let's talk about, okay, so 
you you on those we're talking about the celebrity century we yes. uh, taylor went on to do other ships not only in the fleet with celebrity but uh then went work for hall in america as well i worked about six uh, years on yes, cruise ships six years total. on cruise ships but uh for this first job what essentially did you do to get hired by celebrity so right at I had known about celebrity during college and I applied for them and I didn't have enough experience. So after I did a couple internships and stuff, fast forward to the fall of 2012, I had applied and sent my resume out to celebrity. And then there was a recruiter that reached out to me and did a Skype interview. It was the first time I ever did or, or a FaceTime or whatever you would call it now. But at the time, this was like the first time I ever did like a web chat interview. And so they did a preliminary interview and then went through all this paperwork. And then I, after the paperwork was done, I essentially was a waiting game where mm -hmm. they're like, okay, uh, we'll let you know, but you had to fill all the stuff. You had to get a medical, you had to do all these kind of things before you even got the job. You had to get a passport, all that. So I got all that sorted. And then literally two months after I applied, was interviewed, I had gotten the job. And the job I applied for was I was an activities a staff member, part mm -hmm. of the activity staff. And if you don't know, I've ever been on cruise ships, when uh, some cruise lines will have, you'll always have the cruise director who's the entertainment, you have his assistant or a manager, and then you have the staff members who run the everyday activities. And so that's what I was applying for, an activity staff member that was going to be hosting a lot of the different activities and, and various whatnots. But that's how I got hired. So I applied through that. And then, um, yeah, two months later, I got an email like, hi, we have assigned you a ship. Uh, please be ready in 10 days. I was like, oh, so there like, go. great. Yeah. So it was like, it was literally like, like that. It bing, went bing, boom. Yeah. Yeah. How funny that was such a long wait. And then it was like, get ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you ready? Uh, your bag should been packed. Uh, so it was, it, it literally happened like that. And then I was like, oh, okay. And now I'm off. And it was very surreal because when I started, it was the first time I was away from my family for the holiday season. But I knew when I went into, um, I'm not going to go all the way my college career, but I knew when I got into that field of hospitality, I knew there would be sacrifices of I'm not going to be home for the holidays. But it was oh, yeah. surreal to think, okay, yeah, I, I left, uh, started my contract December 19th. So literally the Christmas and New Year's was the first time I was ever away from home uh, at 20, 21 years of age. And that's when I started, uh, no, sorry, 22. I was at 22 at the time. Sorry, I was that young. I was 22 at the time. But yeah, and then I just hopped right on. And uh, I was very excited. It was the first time I was out of the country. I've been to Canada, and no offense to Canada, but to me, traveling, I really want to go to exotic places. Yeah, and Canada doesn't really count as... Uh, I love Canada, but it's not, love you know... Canada. Canada is beautiful and great, but it, it's, it's, it's so close to America. It's It's, you know... The fact that you could drive there if you want is it's not so much a, a international destination exactly exactly so when i started i did the panama canal that was my first cruise foray and uh, so yeah and then it was very exciting because i was just kind of thrust into the lifestyle of a cruise life and you have to you had to learn really quick but um but yeah that's what i did and then so for my job um, are we talking about our jobs right now? Or are we? Oh, we'll, we'll get to start? that. Yeah. Uh, but so go to go to you. So when you, what led you to deciding or even getting on to? Because you were a cast member. That was your yes. Job. Um. So I was doing various theatrical work in California, and at the time, the 
money for that was not very good. Um, I was pretty much living at home and just doing shows. And I, at, there was a time period where I was working at Disney and, you know, I was saving some money, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite enough to be like, oh, I'm ready to go move somewhere. And, you know, and there was a point where I was working this job over the summer and I remember going to Vegas and I had been auditioning for different cruise ships for about a year or so at that point. Was the uh, travel, what was, what was it that drew you to the cruise ships? Was just the travel and the idea? Or... I think the biggest thing was one, the travel and I knew the money would be really, really good. And you save a lot of money. That's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so I knew that there was definitely perks and you know, when you're in the entertainment field, often a long contract is a good thing because it means you're going to have work for a while and it means you're going to be safe and secure for a bit. Especially being um, an entertainer you know. for sure. So I remember this, this one particular summer, I went to Vegas to uh, just, you know, kind of a small little vacation. And I saw that there was an audition for Celebrity Cruise Lines at this studio. So I went and showed up. I was one of only like six people that was there. Now, some people are going to be like, only six people? What? Well, it was a Vegas audition. Now, Vegas can have busy auditions, but sometimes it cannot. LA and New York can be usually a bigger city, especially New York. But I show up and the requirements were for the studio that you had to prepare these two audition cuts that was like, they had it like in an email. One was a small cut of this song called Sorrento, which is kind of an Italian aria kind of song. And then Walk Like a Man by Frankie Valli in the um, Four Seasons. So you had a, there was, it was like a small cut of both of those songs by cut. I mean, about 20, 30 seconds to a minute of each of those. And then there was a dance combo that was taught by a choreographer there. So the director, uh, Mike Maloney, mm -hmm. would have a camera out and he would film your vocal auditions and then film you doing the dance call. And that was pretty much it. Okay. So I, was, I was the only guy there that showed up and there was five women there. So each one by one did our audition cuts. We all did the dance call and then I shook hands and it, you know, nice pleasantries and that was it. And that was the summer of 2012 and I never heard anything. So yeah. it was one of those cases of, all right, I auditioned, didn't get it, move on. Fast forward to like February of 2013. My friend Liz, who I had met that summer before, yeah. was hired as a singer for the next contract along with my friend, Jen. And Liz reached out to me and said, hey, this guy's still looking for a secondary male singer for the ship. I guess one had dropped. And so I got in contact with him, sent a reel in, which is a video of all kind of material I've done in the past. And within about a day or two, I had got the offer to be a singer for the production cast on the next contract of the Celebrity Century. So it was really so awesome because at that point, this would have been, like I said, early spring 2013. Over the past two, three years, I auditioned for various cruise companies yeah. and had not been successful. And then finally it happened. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I booked a cruise. And you hadn't even thought about it because you were just like, oh, well, I didn't get it. So. And yeah, and it was kind of a throwaway at the time because when I, when I did the in-person audition, I didn't hear anything. And it was one of those weird, send an email, oh, it worked out. But I think he had, he had had my tape on file and remembered me. So it was one of those like, oh, I remember your face. Okay, great. This can work out. So I remember I had a few weeks to 
get things in order and I had to do my medical and all that kind of thing. And then I was flown to Vegas because that's where his studio was. And that's where I was for about four weeks to rehearse with my new cast. And we would learn all the shows that were going to be on the ship. And then, so yeah, we were there for about four weeks. And then we flew down to San Diego to get on the Celebrity Century. And just like you, it was surreal because I had never been on a cruise ship. Um, I had never taken a cruise before. Uh, I, I think the first time I even saw a cruise ship might have been one time being in San Francisco and seeing one dock there. But um, yeah, it was so cool to kind of be like, this is actually happening. I'm about to go live my life on a boat for the next seven months and yeah. experience a life at sea. And so, yeah, that was kind of how I got hired. And uh, yeah, I was very excited to start that new journey and adventure. And so um, that was kind of how we both got hired. A really cool experience. And yes. we're going to get into all the aspects of sea life and what it was like to be working crew members on this ship. But first, here's a quick message. Are you ready to sail among the stars? Celebrity Cruises is proud to present Celebrity Captains. For the next two months, each of the ships in our fleet will be hosted by a top famous celebrity from Hollywood. Oh, it's a captain. Captain Christopher Walken here. I'm very excited to be a captain. Uh, as you can see, it's a beautiful day. If you look to your left, you see a pot of dolphins. And hurry up. Oh, never mind. They're gone. They're like ninjas of the sea. Good morning. This is your captain speaking, Sean Connery. Wishing you a fine morning as we embark for our next port of call. We'll be sailing at a speed of 17 knots with a direction of north-northwest. We may hit some choppy waters, so I'll try to keep the boat running smoothly. A little less shaken, not stirred. <laughs> a little joke there for you. Oh, hello, dears. Mrs. Doubtfire here. Captain Jufajanaya Doubtfire. Oh, dear. Not only am I your captain, dears, I'm going to be calling bingo. It's my turn to row the balls today, dear. Oh, dear. Ta-ta. Hello, fine ladies and gentlemen. Among the vessel. This is the captain speaking. Marlon Brando. We have an exciting new drink package. An offer you can't refuse. If you want to go get a glass of wine, you get a glass of wine. You want to get a cocktail? Get a cocktail. You want to get a beer? Stella! Go enjoy a nice, cold Stella. Hi, everybody. It's me, Pee-wee. And I'm the captain. Come on down to the casino level. We're about to have a big, major poker tournament. Poker? I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, this is Captain Matt McConaughey here, and I'm just uh, feeling real great and groovy, and uh, I think we all just feeling all right, all right, all right. Uh, as a captain, you know, it's my job to, to captain this ship, and I'm, I'm not your captain, I'm a fellow member of this vessel. We are in this little tin can, like sardines, side by side, and we are just floating on the big blue ocean. It's just great. So book your vacation today on Celebrity Cruises with Celebrity Captains. Expect the unexpected. And we're back. Wow. I tell you, that man, 
runs a tight ship. And I mean that. Yeah, you better you better pay attention and follow his command because you do not want a meeting with the captain. No, no siree, Bob. I mean, Chris. Well, hey, thanks for coming back. Uh, we're, as we were talking earlier about how we got on cruise ships and what led us to playfully meeting, we're, we wanted to kind of jump in and talk about what our duties were other than um, you know, our exact job titles and, and kind of, you know, what we kind of experience in the terms of the everyday work life and ship life. Mm-hmm. And when you, uh, and, and we can understand this when you, you, you agree with this, Chris, when you talk to people, um, it's funny when you've been working on ships for a good a portion of time and you say, Oh, now I'm back on landline for ship life. People don't really get that. They don't really understand what that means. And a lot of our listeners we know probably from cruise ships, they'll get this. But for those who don't, it's such a unique experience. And uh, because you are constantly busy, you're constantly busy, no matter what your job is, because you live and work where you live. You work and live in the same area. Yeah, it's all, it's all a giant floating hotel with everything that is needed to run it. And there's no, you know, you don't, you don't have that escape the the escape part is the the port days when you're in port and get to go off and have a few hours uh, or sometimes maybe luckily there is yeah there is this fun moments but yeah but it's not all vacation I think it's a not lot all of vacation people, you are you are there to work and of course a cruise ship is it's that juxtaposition because people go on it to take a vacation but there's also some people have to work it and so uh, I remember the first thing that was unique and it was expected but it was unique was to get to my quarters. So um, as a singer, I was uh, lucky to have my own room and it was not a very big room. I mean, it was kind of a typical, uh, you know, ship cabin that most people would probably have. Uh, About a full size single bed, small TV, you know, little bathroom and shower. It It was perfect for one person. And that was, I, I didn't have, for the two contracts that I did, I did not have a porthole or any kind of window. So my room, when I would like turn the night off, let the light off, it'd be pitch black. So that was the same for me, except that was uh, really yeah. the experience of having like, okay, literally my living quarters, I'm in an enclosed space and I have no view of the outside world. We had to be smart about how you pack too. And it's funny when mm-hmm. you're, when you're um, an entertainer like yourself, you have your own clothes. Uh, every day so you had to really pick and choose and be smart about that so but I mean you're in this one area a tight little area for you know six months six months or more uh, even even longer so yeah. it is uh, in, in the opposite end I shared cabins I, I was in the bunk cabin so it brought me back to my youth of living in bunk beds so it was very oh yeah but it's not what I expected I almost thought that they were going to be like the naval ships where they had like a hammock and I was just going to be in a hammock. That's that's what I really thought. I was just going to be like, like the old the old pirates. Uh, yeah, hardships. That- that's what I thought, and uh, um, thankfully it wasn't like that. No, it was beds. Yeah, it, it was, was beds, beds. Uh, but it wasn't too bad. Um, but it's very interesting. I like to jump in to talk about how I I don't know why I'm jumping in again. I was already in, but I'd like to say that a lot of people they know our jobs and what we do, and we'll go into that. But there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that is beyond our job titles that people wouldn't expect. I think in, in one thing I agree that 
one of the biggest things about being on cruise ships is safety. Safety is number safety one. Safety first. That's because we're, be we're flo- right, yeah, we yeah. have we have the most important cargo is our guests. This is the most precious cargo because we're there to entertain guests, but their safety is number one and the crew members. But no matter what your job position is, you would have a safety function because it is a hotel, but it is a floating hotel. And unlike if you had a hotel, like a, if there was an accident, like a fire or something like that, people just leave. That's not the case in the ship. <laughs> you don't yeah, have, you're, you're, you're your a safety lot. measure is to get into lifeboats and get out if indeed that is the call. But yes, everyone that is a crew member would be designated a safety number and you would have to know where your muster station is. And the muster yes. station is, there's, depending on the ship size, five to six to seven, certain areas of the ship yeah. where people will designate based off their room keys and everything. And the crew are the ones responsible to calm people down, gather them. And, corral corral and, everyone you know, and get them and, in the areas. If ever we would need that situation, which is why whenever you go on any cruise, every single time, the very first day, there is a muster station drill for the guests. And that's for the guests to know where they need to go for, you know, for safety's sake for, the, for the, any point of the cruise. And this yeah. happens on the first day of any cruise for every cruise ship in the world. It's a mandatory law and everyone has to go. And then the additional thing is the crew will have a crew only drill at some point during the cruise. And that's just, again, to kind of keep us keep, fresh, keep us on our toes and keep case- our skills uh, up to, up to par. And, and sometimes they'll throw a couple different scenarios at us mm-hmm. uh, for the for the possible worst case Such scenario. A, uh, there might be a fire location that's a, a drill. Oh, or this one would happen all the time. Uh, we'd have to go through certain areas of the ship and they would plant a, like it'd be a fake box, but like as if there was a fake bomb. It was a, it was a real box, but it was a fake, a fake bomb. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. And, they had a um, man overboard where like, you know. So, yeah, that, that was an interesting thing. Uh, um, for safety's sake. And then, but then we, you know, that was kind of the all crew thing. And, uh, you know, when you go to the crew mess and you're going to eat food, just everyone washing their hands. And there's a lot of things that are just about staying safe and staying clean because you are on a, a floating test tube, really, if you want to say it. And petri things dish. can go, you know, petri dish. And so, but when it comes to our uh, actual job, so like, like you said, you were activity staff, which one day would have you you did advance. I did uh, move up to before. Director. I, yeah, before I left ships, I, I ended up being a cruise director. That's another uh, story for another time. But when I started out, I was part of the activity staff, as you mentioned. And what that entailed was my job essentially was the constant entertainment and enrichment of the guests. Now, as a staff, I was a staff of about four to five team members, mm-hmm. and then we were there to support and supplement the activities manager or what many people be called the assistant cruise director and then the cruise director so we would host a lot of the various activities and that would be they had various sports we do like we would host activities and you would like supply stuff and have stuff ready so the guests could kind of come and go freely as they please but there'd be a lot of hosted activities because when you're on the ship as a guest you are coming for the destinations, but you want to be entertained during that a lot of people loved it and people still to this day do love it and, and especially, I, I on a, especially on a sea day or a long cruise, yeah. yeah. Or a long cruise where you're yeah. going to have multiple hours or, you know, days where you're on the ship and you can't get off. People want stuff to do and people, you know, they still love uh, bingo and trivia. Oh, yeah. And, so uh, some bingo parties and um, oh, my goodness, uh, karaoke yeah. and all that stuff. And so that's always it's it's a fun job because I feel 
you are getting to connect with the guests and keep them entertained and it's entertaining for you as well it's not it's not you know a boring uh, type of job and no, so because you do that job because you like entertain people and as you said you have guests from all walks of life that are coming for whatever reason they're trying to get away from something we don't know what's going on in their lives we never met these people <laughs> they're and trying to get away from who <laughs> i know it's like what was that sir i was just handing you a pastry um but yeah you don't know people are having stress in their lives or something's going on it's just nice to kind of get away. And so when you come on the ship, you want to have fun. So we're trying to alleviate that stress or just get people away from, because like, hey, I'm leaving home behind. I'm here to have fun or whatever to enjoy this. So yeah, it, it, there's so many various activities. And then it's some almost somewhat funny, the things that you didn't think you would do. Like we're hosting line dance classes. We're doing like impromptu uh, follow me as we're doing the Macarena. And mm -hmm. The dance parties were fun because it was like and a really fun one that you would be a part of sometimes. And uh, it is still one of the funniest things I've seen on ships. And most <laughs> ships will do this. There's a great about? show called Dancing with the Stripes. And oh, this God. is a fun game where similar to Dance with the Stars, they will have guests pair up with certain members of the staff who typically are managers or have stripes. And they do various styles of dance. And there's always judges that are actually crew members. And it's always a hilarious kind of over the top. Because there's no rehearsing. No rehearsal. It's, just, it just improv and just happens. And Who's going to be the nuttiest you know, or And guests, they, they go crazy for that. And so kind of going off of that, um, although you would have some stuff that was more nighttime, you were more situated with stuff that would happen throughout the day. And then, yes. of course, when it comes to at nighttime, people want to go and have their dinner and everything. And then they're here to go see a show. And that's where my team would come in. Enter so, Chris Dewar. <laughs> enter Chris Dewar, production singer extraordinaire. Um, so yeah, I was part of the production cast on two contracts. And it's just such a fun thing because you have so such a wide variety of material on a cruise ship. We had three big production shows, each yes. about 50 minutes to an hour long. And those would each perform two times a night. So one was like a heavy rock and roll show. One was a kind of all around the world experience, uh, various styles. And then the third show was A, a touch, touch of Broadway. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and that was all, uh, you know, Broadway West End stuff. And then we'd have these mini parties that would be on the opposite side of the ship. We had a Motown show, a show called Groove about 50s and 60s music. And then we had um, Live at Sky. Live at Sky, which is a, a big band tribute type show. And those were small, like 20 minute shows. And then we would dance with the guests. With it was the, kind of, yeah, we kind of, it, it was interactive. A, yeah, it would fizzle into a party and you get, and yeah. Then and then I love that we also, every now and then we would do cabarets. And that was always cool to get to kind of pick our own material. And that was exciting. I know, because I remember towards or more musical theater songs or things that we just love to sing. Yeah. And, you know, typically a lot of entertainers are in musical theater or have that kind of background. So, but yeah, it was always fun to, you know, my job mostly was at nighttime. I was typically working evenings um, and just getting to, you know, go on stage and do what I love to do and entertain the the people. And it's always fun then, as as I'm sure it was the same for you, it's always fun at the start of a cruise to start to kind of get to know some of the guests and then as you're going around the ship, because we would go out and eat in the buffet as well. We were or, encouraged yeah. to do that because that was part of areas. More, more for your job yeah. too, because yeah, you weren't always working. 
they start to recognize you and you know and and it's true even though there would be downtime because you know there's not always a show and there's not always an activity uh, you're still representing the brand and you're representing the company so if you're out and about having a public lunch at the buffet and not a cup of coffee you know people are expecting you to be you know friendly happy and chipper and you know and and it's great and and it's the same when we would go out on the port and you know they they don't want to see the tired uh broken down you know exhausted crew or someone hung over you know know, or hung over or you you know fresh they get it they they get your people and they get that you know you need your downtime but um it was it was fun to kind of have that 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 entertainment for the people just because the all-encompassing vacation of getting the travel destination, getting the great foods, and then getting to meet people, and then they're entertained. And so that was a cool, uh, very cool experience. And you're, and you're sharing that experience because they're traveling, but many of the times we would be new to these ports as well. Or we, even if we've been to the port before, we would experience something new because there, there's never enough time to always go back and do it all. So I think when you you do that, and that is that that was the challenge is that like as you said, we're always on, and uh-huh. so even when you're in port or there, uh, when you're working, when you're not working, you are working because you're representing the company and you want to make sure that everyone's having a good time, even though you maybe want to go have a cup of coffee, you still like strike a conversation, and it was so exciting for when you had a like myself had a fun trivia or when you got really great. Uh, review from a show and guess that I really loved your 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 number that you did yeah which is always cool too we would do you know meet and greets after the show or what I loved that uh that was provided was uh people could do like a backstage tour meet the cast did you remember doing the cast, the cast? and yeah we do like a Q&A and kind of you know I think people are curious about how entertainers come to find this way of life and you know there's there is plenty of entertainers out there, but there's way more people that don't do that kind of lifestyle, but they enjoy it. You know, they enjoy film yeah. and TV and books and music and all that stuff. So I think they're curious to know how does someone get into that? And that was a cool way to kind of let people know, this is what I did when I grew up. This is where I went to college. This is how I found uh, my way in life. And that was really cool. And people love to see, you know, they're, they're seeing a show and they're seeing these flawless, you know, the costume changes, the set changes, all the stuff. Then they go backstage and kind of get a, a you know a real close up view of what happens backstage. <laughs> it's and not they're, they're, not so magical. It's not so magical, but they're hard they're work quite, and sweat. They're quite amazed. Um, yeah. But as we mentioned on downtime, so you have to remember that when we're out about, yeah, we would see each other and we can talk, but the typically they didn't, they didn't want too many crew members hanging about in public areas. It just, doesn't look it doesn't look good. They look I, good. I get that because it's but just like you know. We had our areas on the ship that are definitely crew only, such as uh, where we would live, uh, at our crew messes. There was a couple hangout areas, and yep. there was also this great part of the ship, which one of my favorite things was the very front of the deck on deck seven. Yes. Uh, this open area was for crew only. They yeah. would open that to guests for certain port days, especially like the Glacier Day. Or Panama uh, Canal. Or Panama Canal, but that was for us only. So we had these kind of cool areas where, you know, between work hours and uh, all this stuff, I mean, we could hang out whenever. And I mean, you have to understand as you're on the ship for a long time, you do start to bond with people. And I mean, you're watching movies and cabins, you're playing video games, you're you know, and the all funny these thing crew about activities, it, yeah. ping pong and all the food and drinking, you know. But on yeah, and on top of that, as you're saying, we just talked about this earlier. The fact is, even though you spend you could spend a short 
amount of time with someone, but because of the experience and you're hanging out with that person constantly, you're having conversations you be never normally have that early on in a friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. And like we always say, like one month on a ship, it's like, you know, six months on land. But really you develop these really fast bonds and or mortal enemies. You never know. <laughs> and I, I think with you and I are the exception where we became fast friends and still to this day is a testament though, even though we never spent a lot of time over the past seven years in terms of, of quantity, you know, we had such a good friendship that we just kept in touch and thank God for technology. But it's amazing how living in this, it's a, it's like a small town where you know, it's everyone. Like its own, yeah, it's on small it, that's, town. That's and thing. It's a small, it's a small town. To follow the rules, but you can have a lot of fun and it's a great way, like I said, to make money. And, and then where we're going to get to next uh, after this next little message is yes. Talk about some more of the fun, you know, the adventure part. I mean, you get to go travel to these amazing places. You're getting paid to travel and see the world. You're getting paid to travel and see the world. And there's some really cool things when you get in the ports. And um, we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments of what we got to share together um, in the great area of Alaska and Canada right after this message. Hello there. It's me, Tommy, here at the Travel Expo. We got a special new offer, an upcoming cruise. A once in a lifetime experience to cruise the rivers of Pittsburgh. You'll have a host who knows more about Pittsburgh than anyone that I know. Take it away, Bobby. Yeah, welcome to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're going to have a good time down here in Pittsburgh. You want to have a good time? I want to have a good time. We're going to go downtown. You know, go downtown to Pittsburgh, okay? Here's a couple of highlights you want to see. You want to do some fun? Do the Monongahela Incline. It's the Pittsburgh oldest incline and one of the slowest things ever. The best elevator ride you're gonna have in your life. You just want to have a good time. You want to have some good food. You gotta have Yins. You gotta have Primani Brothers. Primani Brothers. You got the sandwich, the fries on it. Yeah, only Pittsburgh. You have a fries, the Pitts Burger. Okay. You don't have fries on the side. You got fries on the sandwich. And then you got a salad. Salad with the fries on it. You know what? And you go downtown and get some pierogies. Pierogies are great, man. You want to get some pierogies? We'll get some pierogies. We got all the fancy restaurants here down here, Pittsburgh. We we got Olive Garden. We got all the ones up there in Mount Washington. You, you just want to see some bridges? We got the most bridges any city in the world. We got uh, Southtown Bridge. We got Downtown Bridge. We got all the bridges. The only bridges we don't have is Jeff Bridges. I love that. The dude. You can experience the food. And, uh, oh, what about the, the landscape there? And then, uh, hey, uh, Mabby, uh, what, what about them sports? You just want to talk about good sports. You just go to see the Stiller game. We both go down there. Best football in town. You want to see some great art? You got to go to the Andy Warhol Museum. Yeah, that guy had like 23 soup cans of Campbell's soup. I tell you, it's a great time. Ah, you see there, folks? Andy Warhol. What a, what a delight. What a way to end your great vacation. So come on down uh, here at the Pittsburgh Travel Expo and uh, book your cruise today. And we're back. All I have to say is, my goodness what a vacation i don't know why i never did it before we have to go we have to do it we should book two two of those in a row i think it'll be back to back maybe back to, to back. back it'll be worth it to stay a second a second cruise through that because why not you're gonna need a lot of time to explore those areas as i always say treat yourself don't cheat yourself so oh, yeah. but but anyway we're back again and uh very excited because I, I chris and i during the break we were talking about this and we thought it'd be good just to kind of wrap up and talk about our personal memories that we both shared. And we have a lot of fun, mostly funny, uh, fun memories of our experience, our short but awesome experience when we first um, got to cruise together. 
Now, our main itinerary for this contract, at least the time that I came on and yes. uh, with, you know, the time that we got to spend in port together, uh, we were up in Alaska. This is the summer season, so uh, the ship was doing Alaska, and the home port was Vancouver in Canada. Yep. So we would go from Vancouver, uh, take a sea day, and then we went to a place called Icy Strait, which is near this small town called Huna. And that was really more of a tourist area that had a little bit of a nature walk. And there was kind of this cool stuff to do, which we're going to get to in a few minutes here. And then we would go and see the Juno? Hubbard Glacier. Yeah, Hubbard Glacier. really sorry. neat. Uh, and that was where you, you can get off the ship, but the ship would go straight into this big area and this huge glacier is right there. And they would do a big 360 spin. And we'd spend about an hour mm -hmm. or two there to kind of see it. And then it was Juno, catch a can. And then after another sea day, it'd be back to... Vancouver. So that was the main seven day cruise for 19 weeks of my contract was that yeah. in a row. Yeah. So, did you, you didn't get sick of it, did you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get sick of it at all. But um, so first off, let's talk about Icy Strait. So Icy Strait, I remember that being the first. So that was the first time to be officially in Alaska, you know, on yes. land. And uh, it was cool because I remember the first time that we started to pull it in this place. I and mean, it was, it was a tender boat ride, which means that you take a small lifeboat on to land because the ship's too big to dock. Yes. There was, uh, I think it was one or two whales right off the side of the boat. The great, yeah, the great thing about Icy Strait, there was always whales nearby. And they, had, yeah. they said there was a local whale there, but it was just amazing just to be cruising there and just look out and like, oh, there's a couple, there's a pot. And it was like for day one. And I was like, wow, I'm already seeing like a whale come out of the water. And then what's cool about this little place was it was like a small little, like I said, tourist area. There was a, a couple of places to eat, um, really good seafood and uh, Alaskan beer. And the, the stuff that you could do is from that area, if you wanted to, there was a kayaking experience. Uh, there was, uh, you could go whale watching. It was kind of a hike through the woods. And then a really cool thing that we would do a few times was, you could take this bus tour that would go way up the mountain yeah. and you would take a zip line down to the ground floor. And one so the, it was one like of the longest zip lines in Alaska. One of the longest zip line in Alaska. Yeah. I think it was like a mile long or something like that. Yeah. And it was epic. I mean, this well, thing was fast and you basically get up to the top of this mountain and you are sitting in this kind of seat like a swing and, and your like feet are against this door this door that's and eventually then, it's gonna move it's gonna pull it's just, down and, you and then go. you are just going and you go fast and it's long and it's beautiful because you're going down this entire mountain and what's so cool is because this is kind of like an island situation yeah you would see the big cruise ship like right there in the distance and just gorgeous views and it was we did this um together at one point and it was something I'll never forget. It's one of the coolest. One of the best, one of those yeah. photos you have on your yeah, social media. Yeah, I have media. a great photo. Uh, I <laughs> and you see, yeah, you see me in the I background. I a GoPro, yeah. So that was really cool. And then there was a great, <laughs> this is a funny story that just one of those like, hey, we're foodies, so we're going to do it. There was a small little stand there that sold like the miniature donuts. And yeah. I mean, like these are people that like you'd have it like a county fair. They made them right there, nice and fresh. They had different flavors, you know, cinnamon, sugar, chocolate, stuff like that. And I remember the first time going up and I was like, oh, of course, I'm going to get these donuts. They smell delicious. And the lady started talking to us and she wants to get to know, oh, you're obviously off a cruise ship. These are some locals. 
And she's like, oh, you're a singer. So she says to me, if you sing, I'll give you free donuts. So if you don't think I sang every week to get free donuts, uh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I, I joined I, you because I wanted oh, yeah. those donuts. It was and great. Yeah. Sing a little, you know, I would sing a little song like a Justin Timberlake or something off the ship and she loved it. And we enjoyed these delicious mini donuts. That was what we do. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're singing for donuts. Yeah, that we're was... That was that was hilarious. I do remember. Well, we just... loved. Uh, I mean, like I said, there was great seafood in that place. Oh, that crab was awesome, and we got crab a, legs. As crew members, chips. we got a little discount, so it was like a little yeah. bonus. But uh, you can't beat that crab. It was the and, most freshest uh, crab ever. Oh, so good. And a little uh, a little tease. We're not going to get too much into this because we're going to talk about this in a future episode. But yeah, I think we might have was... to dedicate a whole episode to yeah. this one. Uh, there was a day. Because, like I said, we had the same itinerary for many weeks in a row. So we had to entertain ourselves. We entertained ourselves. And as the well. only way we could is we we bonded over our love of film and we of like film. And so I thought to myself one day, "Hey Taylor, you know, it'd be really fun. Let's film some kind of short film on you know in one day of Huna." So. Yeah. We we took you know I mean whatever camera I had was not a good quality camera. And we spent just a few hours filming different things, and I we put together a film called Danny Boy. And the funny and, thing about fun fact about this was, Danny Boy is, is, is an old Irish song, and uh, as a song I sang in one of the shows on the ship. And I had the funny idea that said, "What if Danny Boy was like it was like a horror film, and Danny Boy was like a character of lore, and Chris, of course, played the infamous Danny Boy, mm-hmm. and we made a horror style film, and." Uh, that was oh. our crowning achievement, and we're and... gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> dedicate an episode of commentary and stuff onto that because oh it's a it's a gem, all right. So oh, uh, it is. Um, but that was so much fun, and that uh, Huda and Icy Straight just will always have huge affection for that. Just because yeah, and combined with the spot. and combined to seeing the glacier, the Hubbard Glacier, it's just it, you're really getting the Alaska package. And you'd be surprised and, that a ship would actually go that close to ice after so many yeah. years, but you know. <laughs> but it knows how to do it safely. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, yeah. And then we got to uh, Juno. So Juno was the first kind of like big full town. You know, it's, it's a it full city. It was a full city. day too. We had a full you know? day. And we had a full day. We'd get there early in the morning and have till typically 7, 8 p.m. There was a really cool thing there where you could take a gondola way up the mountain and you could kind of go up and hike. And so me, you, and our buddy, Matt Cross, shout out to yes. Matt again. Shout out, Matt. Um, we went up one day, and I mean, you're just seeing, it's like this beautiful river view of where everyone, all the ship, you know, a bunch of cruise ships docked there. Yeah. And I mean, we, I remember we were climbing up and just, we were having such a great time because it was pretty good weather and just three lads having a, a nice hike and a nice day and, and quoting movies and being Oh, yeah, being it was just quoting, and, quoting Jim Carrey yeah, and yeah, all that good stuff. And all the, and, uh, so good and um another fun thing about juno that i remember being like what was uh seeing bullwinkle pizza company yes i mean growing up now it's called oh my gosh what's the name of it called now i can't remember the name of, the, of what it's turned into um i haven't been to it in a while but for a long time bullwinkles was kind of like a chuck e cheese it was you know a company you could go to and it, it was like family fun center you you'd go and mini golf and uh cart race and all this stuff and then there was pizza and you know and there was the characters and stuff and i remember one day going through and we see this 
Bullwinkle Pizza Company, and I was like, no, this can't be like, is this part of the chain? And it, it's kind of like a still lasting chain of that company and yeah. great pizza. And we ate there many times. And and the pizza, yeah, the pizza, it was nice to do stuff like that. And this kind of the fact that we, a lot of times you go off in these places, you would get, uh, everyone was going for Wi-Fi because we had to catch up. But it was nice to go in there because there was no Wi-Fi. It was just us enjoying a couple good pies. And it was some oh, yeah. pretty darn good pizza. And I, I think yeah. Juno, it was tough because all those ports had like the best food. It was just hard to pinpoint. Like I the think the, my favorite food place would be our next stop, which was Ketchikan. Yes. There was that small diner way in the back. Like a 50 remember, style diner. Like 50 kind of. style diner. And they had these stuffed hash was that browns. The, was that the Pioneer Cafe, I believe? Yeah, I think that's, that's what right. it was called. Yes, good, yes, good yes. Good memory. Mm-hmm. Ketchikan was kind of cool. It it reminded me of like an old West town, but in Alaska. Yeah. Um, there was this whole canal street that kind of had to, it, it kind of looked like you'd be in a video game and you'd see like all these old houses, but there was a, only, there's only so many businesses there. It was much more of a smaller touristy area of, of you know, a lot of jewelry shops and uh, concessions yeah. and, well, that, I mean, that's the thing with Alaska. If you've never been to Alaska, I mean, their summer, their summer months are their big tourist yeah. season. So there's a lot and of a, shops. Open. A lot of the ports there are they're wanting you to go do stuff. They're wanting you to go buy these big, expensive, you know, not just sit in the port. And um, but another one, what was another great food place that we loved? It wasn't Burger King. It was Burger Queen. Yes, Burger there's Queen. actual Burger Queen out there. Literally the best burgers that oh, you will so have. Um, they're just. It's hard because there's a lot of good burger places out there, but Burger Queen, it was just really well done. It's this little burger shack that literally most of the time you get right off the ship or go through a tunnel and it was this, this very small tunnel and the burgers were just absolutely delicious. They had fries, onion rings, the milkshakes were amazing. Remember the milkshake menu? Oh The milkshake gosh. menu must have had, I want to say like 60 different choices and you it could was combine up to three. The weirdest, the weirdest, if you, if you could think of a flavor, that you wanted a milkshake, they would probably have it. I mean, they had marshmallow, peanut butter. It was, yeah, you had to get, you could not just get a milk, a burger. You had to get a milkshake mm-hmm. and a burger. And uh, yeah, Burger Queen was always a good, a good little spot. That was, that was one of my favorite. And also, oh, go back to Juno. Remember that? I just said, Joe, back crepe escape. Do you remember the little crepe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the best, best crepes. I can't speak. The best crepe. It was pretty crepe. Hold for applause. Um, so, uh, but one thing going back to Ketchikan, we're just hopping, we're uh, we're yeah. port hopping, we're reminiscing. Yeah, we are. This is great. But one thing that brings me back because as lads and we, oh, and this will go to Vancouver too. But yeah. we I had decided that. we had to we had to get our movie fix in because summer is a huge time for movies. Huge and movie. You got a lot of superhero movies. You got a lot of big blockbusters, big uh, action, big yeah. name movies, and. The Alaska actually had movie theaters, and <laughs> so we we you were you were great because you were always you were doing the research. You found the times and everything. I was sure find the times and everything. And Ketchikan had a had a two screen movie theater. So what they had was now when you say screen, <laughs> okay, now yeah, this is where the joke. <laughs> so they had one proper movie screen, like yeah. big normal size, and it could do three D movies and everything. Then they had this kind of backroom screen. It reminded me of like when you were in high school and the teacher had to like pull down the projection like screen to like run like a slideshow or something. But it took like five times because it never stayed yeah, up. <laughs> exactly. 
it was so we i remember we went and saw man of steel on the big screen and that was like fine it was like you know 3d and it was good quality and everything but yeah. monsters university had been released and i really wanted to see it and so did you yeah so we were like oh let's go see it they screened that on this small screen I mean, now it's Alaska. It was not an expensive ticket. You know, no. it must have been. Especially when you like go to New York or LA. Yeah, it must have been, you know, not even $10. It was something cheap. Like six. But his screen felt like someone's projection screen they had set up in their living room. It was yeah. not a, like a movie size screen. No, um, but, it, but it was so funny. You talk about Man of Steel. Do you remember? We were so pumped about that. And I didn't realize how long it was going to be. I unfortunately had to run back. Yeah. See, there's and, another thing about, about working on a cruise ship. If you have, first off, if you have a shift time or something, you have to be back on there. And if it's a tender port, you really got to pay attention because there might be a long line of people to get back onto the ship. And typically, guests get first, uh, you know, they, they first come, first serve. It's not like you can just hop on because it's you not like can... you just hop on go. Where, of course, if it's a dock day, it's so much easier because it's just sitting there and you can go on and off as many times as you want. But and when, when you're a crew or guest, you have to go through security and you have mm-hmm. a pass that has to be scanned. So it's not like, oh, I'm back in my shift. No, I have to go back, change out of my civilian clothes, go to work, hopefully get a shower. Um, but thankfully, I did make it to my activity, but it was a little. And unlike, unlike most jobs, if you are late, to the ship leaving a port the ship leaves without you you know if you work at a hotel on land the hotel will be there <laughs> you leave it and you come back to it to work the ship is it's very serious you know if it's like we're leaving at 5 p.m and you have to be back on the ship by 3 30 you better be back by 3 30 because and you're will, responsible for getting back because they will leave you and you may have to pay to you may have to pay and you may not have a job to come back to. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was fun. Vancouver was our, you know, main city home port, which was that great. Was, yeah, it's a real city. So it was Canada, but it was, you know, you have grocery stores and plenty of restaurants. And there was, you know, Stanley Park was there and you can go, you know, shopping. They have everything there and they have movie theaters and so it was cool that if if there was some movies we got to see um in vancouver um i remember like one for example we saw uh, star trek into darkness and i remember seeing iron man 3 in uh, vancouver on that contract. no we saw victoria did we see it in victoria didn't we no vancouver it was vancouver okay mm-hmm. i may have seen that okay gotcha um but yeah i mean it was great that we still had a way to get that film fix and um it just makes you feel like a little bit normal a little normal so mm-hmm. it's so weird to go out of that theater and like oh i have to go back to the ship i don't you know so that was always fun to get our movie fix in and and, and kind of do that kind of stuff yeah. uh and but, again this was all you know these are just some of our fun memories from really what was only a span of about two months or so uh from the time that we would have crossed over our contracts and then the cool thing was, so uh, Taylor eventually signed off from his contract yeah. and he would go on to a little small break before, uh, was your next ship the Constellation? It was, yeah. So I went yeah. to the Constellation, which was exciting because Century, uh, long story short, I did Panama Canal, then I did Hawaii, and then most in Alaska. And then Constellation was exciting because I was going to be going to Europe and I was going to mm. be doing my, the Mediterranean and, and everything. And, and then much, I did much Caribbean. More, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I did a little, it was definitely different. And then I went on to, after that, the Millennium. And Millennium was Alaska again, but it was also Asia. So I got, it was very exciting. 
and I believe and during that time uh, yes. I, I no was it was on... my second contract I think it was about my second mm. contract so I did back-to-back millennium contracts that's right so it and, wouldn't be and... it wouldn't be till two years later two years later so I was doing a second contract on the celebrity century and near the t- you know we're getting to the second half of my contract uh, in January of 2015 yeah. so at that point we had, we had june 2013 was the last time we'd seen each other so this yeah. is a good like over a year and a half later both our ships we're on two different ships at this point yes docked in bali indonesia for and one day only one port and the fact that one we were both port through asia yeah we so we were both in asia out. we had not seen each other in that long a time and we found out we're gonna be there on the same day so of course we had to reunite yes and oh did we in style what did we do taylor so we we met up and you had already plans to meet with your cast at the time to go to this amazing resort i don't know what, name, what was the name of that it was, resort? it was the w resort the w Bali. resort well you have a picture of us next to a w so yeah. that makes sense uh it's like it wasn't the Westin. that was the w uh so yeah we went to this awesome day old resort and spent the day drinking and hanging out by the pool. And it was just such a fun time as we're laughing and goofing around. And it was, it was so great because I knew that cast was, your cast was like an all-star cast. A lot of mm-hmm. them had been veterans of celebrity or celebrity century. And so it was a lot of people I knew. And you knew, knew, yeah. Uh, you know. more, more than half my second cast were cast members on your first contract. And, yes. Um, and a few from my first contract were on there as well. And yeah, it was really exciting just because it was kind of like, man, what a small world moment. We're, we're meeting again. It's been a while. We've obviously kept in touch. Yeah. Right now, you know, the last time I saw you was in Alaska slash Canada. Yeah. Now we're in Indonesia and we're at this great pool having some great drinks and food. And it felt like, and, it felt like time know. hadn't really, you know. No, and it was, it was awesome. And that was the last day that we had spent together until uh, spring of last year. So it's crazy that we had this kind of two months uh, on the ship. We had this great day in Bali. And then it was more than four years till we would meet up again on land in America uh, mainland America and New York. And then we, yeah, we, as we mentioned in our intro, we had more time to spend last year and we, we bonded again and now we're doing this podcast. And so yeah. it's great. I, I, it's one of the great things about the cruise ship industry is you do meet people from all around the world, not just your own home country. And you really don't know when you'll see them again or where you'll see them again but that's or, a great or, thing if, or if yeah if you you know or if that will be a friendship for for life and i think you and i both are the kind of people that embrace all experiences people and events in our life that for me personally if you're a friend of taylor you're a friend of life for life uh, so if we if we're friends unless you do something unless we get horribly mangled um <laughs> you know we will be friends but uh, and i think that was just it's such a great example of the fact that you form these amazing bonds and friendship and the fact that you connect with people like from all different walks of life and the fact that we had to work on a ship in Alaska uh, to become friends and meet. I mean, we, we couldn't be farther from each other. I mean, you grew up in California. I grew up on the East coast. Yeah. The and, chances and- of us meeting each other outside of that opportunity are slim to none. 
And the fact so, that now he's still opposite ends and we're working on this podcast right yeah, now. Yeah. So. so yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those fun, you know, I think it all, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason or if it's, yeah. you know, one of those fate things, but you know, very, very grateful to have had those cruise ship experiences and to have gone to places I have and the people I've met and to have a friendship like yours. And now we're doing this great podcast. And so that was kind of a, a fun thing we wanted to talk about something a little more, uh, you know, emotional connected to us and our personal yeah. experience of how we met. And so, uh, you know, thank you for listening today. This was this was a fun. This is a great. Yeah, this was fun. Well, yeah, I mean, all the other ones we usually have like twenty five takes. So this was nice that this is on the first take. We got this. Yeah, one. we got so. it uh, <laughs> right away. But anyway, um, thank you so much for listening, yeah. and uh, we can't wait to bring you the next one. Oh, I cannot wait. Be. I don't even know. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know know your your potential. potential